0: great to see everybody. We're in this series called Masterpiece and kind of taking this art theme and, and overla- overlaying that on top of our families and just trying to think about as, um, as parents, as spouses, as family members, uh, to think about what our part is and what we can do to make our family a Masterpiece. Now, in anybody that I know who, who's an aspiring artist, uh, you know, and they just dream, they just, you know, wish they could just be a full-time artist and, and paint all day or write all day, uh, I'll, they'll, they'll talk to me and they'll say things, uh, or maybe you've heard this, you know, if they, what they need to be an artist is, an, uh, is space to create. They need, they need an art studio, and they think, like, if I had that, then I would do that. Then I would paint all the time. Then I would, you, you know, then I, I, would, I, I would go full-time doing this. And, and they think the space and, and that studio is, the, is kind of the secret to, to creating. But if the most important thing, if you're going to be an artist, the most important thing that you can do is to make time to make art. It's not having the space. It's about putting forward the time to actually paint, to write, to draw, to make music, and in this, in our message this morning, is we're talking about making a, a, a masterpiece of a family. What we don't want to do is look at our family and think, "Well, if I owned a house, then that's going to solve." The problems in our family, if we had a bigger yard, if we, you know, if we had an apartment, if we had a bigger apartment, if our our apartment wasn't on the third floor and we begin to think through and we think, well, if I had the studio, if I had the space, then I could make the masterpiece. But what we want to talk about this morning is that the secret to creating a masterpiece family is time. One famous artist, uh, you probably heard of him, his name is Picasso. And in his life, he made over 50,000 pieces of art. 1,885 paintings, 1,228 sculptures, 2,880 ceramics, roughly 12,000 drawings, many thousands of prints, numerous and numerous tapestries and rugs. He created just about two art pieces a day in his career. It wasn't because he had a studio. It was because he made the time to continue and and he just continued to invest in that. Another artist maybe um, is on a uh, maybe better fits your personality. Jimi Hendrix created over 70 albums before he died at the age of 27. Mozart made over 600 pieces in his lifetime, and Charles Schultz, the uh, the you know him for the peanuts peanuts comic, he created over eight he created excuse me seventeen thousand eight hundred ninety seven Charlie Brown comic strips before he died. If you want your family to be a masterpiece, if you're going to stand back at the end of your life and say, man, I have made something good. You must invest time. You probably heard this saying, uh, Dr. Anthony P. Whitham said children spell love, T-I-M-E. You probably heard that before. And uh, so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at some passages of scripture because the Bible does not have one verse or one chapter in the Bible that says, hey, Christian parents, um, you need to spend time with your children, but it has principles in there that, as people who are following Jesus, when we enact those principles into our family and into our life, it helps us to live the Christian life. It helps us to follow Jesus in every aspect of our life. If you got your Bibles, the first verse we're going to look at is in Ephesians chapter five. Now, last week, because we had the um, because we had the water baptism. We've kind of barreled through the message to make sure that I didn't take up too much time in the service. And, uh, and so we had time for the baptisms at the end. Today we'll be able to take a little bit more time. And so Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 and 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Masterpiece parents make time. And we immediately argue against that. And we say, well, I just don't have time. You know, I'm working uh, overtime or I'm working two jobs or it's just busy. With everything going on, I don't have time. And probably you feel that way. These are... uh, these are pretty up-to-date statistics here that I want to share with you and, um, and, and maybe convict you with. But uh, in America, we as parents, we as Americans watch 15 hours of TV a week and then we'll immediately push back and say, oh, not me, I don't watch that much TV, but that includes movies. Netflix, Hulu, and any other streaming device that you use, and so you can you can say you know someone say well I didn't watch any TV, and then I would say well uh, what about the Office? And you're like oh yeah I watched three seasons of the Office this week, and we don't even consider that watching TV. Now, we have plenty of time to to do that, but the average sixty four percent of parents admit to spending one hour playing with their kids a week, and that's um, added all together. So we don't have enough time to play with our kids, to spend time with our kids, but we have plenty of other time for entertainment and for, um, and for watching stuff. The other thing that maybe we don't ever consider, we don't ever talk about is how much we use our phones and in 2018, the average American spends four hours a day on their phone. Now, one thing that I'd encourage you to do, so they've, they've started making these apps that will record how much time you spend on your phone. It'll begin actually to tell you how much time you spend on each app. So one app is called Moment, and it'll tell you how long you're on your phone each day. And the guy who created the app said he and his Um, he and his girlfriend estimated how much time they spent on their phone. And then once they installed the app on their phone, they spent actually double the amount of time than they actually thought. Because what happens is you end up uh, in the death scroll. And uh, you may be seeing people do this, but they're just locked in. And it's like a nightmare where you keep falling and falling. You just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And And you think you're on your phone for five minutes, but you're on your phone for 15 minutes or you think you spent 15 minutes but it was 35 minutes just scrolling and those are moments that steal away from that, that are stolen away from our spouses that are stolen away from our children so if you're going to be a masterpiece parent then you're going to make time and i want to challenge you to spend time with your kids each day and if your kids don't live with you then to spend time um, talking with them or, or texting with them each day. Early, uh, er, er, I don't know how long this was, maybe six years ago or so, and our, our kids were young, and I had the opportunity to hear a retired pastor by the name of Larry Stockstill preach. He was in the area talking with pastors, and he, during one of his sessions, he said, to the pastors that were there, he said, spend 15 minutes with each kid each day. And I'd never heard about that, but I was immediately like, I've got, th- you know, I, I, I've got four kids, or I, I, I maybe I had three kids at that point, but I'm like, 45 minutes each day, an hour each day, like, man, with each kid? Like, how about all together, you know? And, and I just begin to kind of wrestle that with my head, and I'm like, you know what, I don't think I can do that. Just, I'm so busy. At, at the time, I was working two jobs. I don't think I can do that. And then he said that he had six kids. I'm like, how in the world do you spend 15 minutes with each kid each day when you have six kids? And so I realized at that, that moment that I have no excuse. And I haven't been perfect at that. And, um, and, and there's times I'm traveling. And, uh, and so not every day is perfect, but it's still a goal. That we're aiming at. Something I heard last week was by a pediatrician. She said, 10 minutes a day with each kid." I'm like, "All right, well, that saves me. That saves me a few minutes." Um, but to think through, we don't think about that. We're gonna make time—ten minutes for my kid today. If you, if you could just think about it from the reverse angle, like, "Man, that's not a lot," but that's—that's that's a. Um, that's all they really need. If you could take that one-on-one time with them every day. So when I heard that message, I'm like, you know what? I've got to make some changes in my life. And um, there was a season in our marriage when we had young kids where I was working 80 hours a week at two, two different jobs and taking any extra time I could get. And I was just completely exhausted, but but determined to spend time with my children. And, I would come home, and uh, Beniah was probably two and a half, and Abram was maybe one and a half, and I would get on the living room floor and start to wrestle with them, and I would just fall asleep, but they didn't know, thankfully, and they'd continue wrestling with me, jumping on the couch on top of me, and I'm spending time with them and recuperating at the same time, and I could have easily just gone to my bedroom and shut the door and taken a nap, but... Just deliberate. I got. uh, I developed a strategy um, later on in life because I realized like that's probably not the best, um, you know, because they're getting old enough. They're gonna realize, Uh, and so I just, I I just begin to drink coffee at the end of my workday to say, all right, I'm gonna give my kids and my wife the best of me when I get home. So I'm not coming home exhausted and fried and. Uh, you know, like a zombie, and just be trying to give them good moments with me every single day. And this isn't just about babies and toddlers. Our kids aren't teenagers yet. But Dr. Meg Meeker, um, she says that we think that teens need less of us. So if you've got teenagers, you think, well, they don't need me as much. I don't need to spend 10 10 minutes a day with them. But she says, this isn't true. Teens need their parents more than grade school children because their needs are more complex and broad. Now, if you're a parent of a teenager, again, I'm not a parent of a teenager, but I've worked with teenagers the bulk of my life, all right? So even as a lead pastor, I still, you know, I'll be at youth convention this weekend working with teenagers. And here's a secret to teenagers. So if you've got some, and I see there's some sitting with their parents today, teenagers look miserable uh, even when they're enjoying their time with you. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So they're they're, they're absolutely loving that 10 minutes with you, but they're not going to show you, at least not at first. And they're soaking in everything that you're doing. Uh, even you put your hand on their shoulder and they, like, react to it. They are enjoying every minute of it. And so you've got to know that. Like, you've got to push past your own insecurity and think, like, well, you know, they're mentoring on their own. I want to give them their independence. Yeah, give them their independence, but stay connected to them don't disengage from them because when you disengage from a teenager who who who's who's looking miserable what they think is my my parents don't love me my parents don't care about me and then it puts them on uh, uh puts them on a spiral they need your connection that's not being a helicopter parent that's not being legalistic or 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 sheltering them smothering them but staying connected, talking with them every day, listening to them, caring about them. We make time to listen to them, hearing really what's on their heart. We make time to pray for them. And I know there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of families who uh, are expecting babies in the next couple months. And so there'll be a boom of babies coming up. And, and that's terrific. Well, while that baby's still in the womb, dads, take time to pray for that baby. Put your hands on that belly and pray for that baby. Pray uh, the call of God into their life. Pray that they follow Jesus for their entire life. Pray for health and 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 um, pray that. Uh, pray for the delivery for mom but put your hands on that belly and you maybe you're shy but wait till your wife falls asleep and and then, and maybe when your wife says hey the baby's kicking feel it and you're like I can see it you know but put your, but just pray in your head in those moments God touch this baby put your hand upon this baby take time a masterpiece parent makes time as a family all together Making moments together, and then you make time to speak into the lives of your of your kids. And this is this is something that um, maybe we're not all familiar with because we've never experienced it. And you can't do this all the time, or or they just they'll tune you out and they think that you're um, you're not genuine. But every once in a while, to say, you know what you are. Courageous, you know you are. You are brilliant. The fact that you, you could even think at three years old how to deceive me like that. Like you are, you are brilliant. <laughs> you, you, and and to look at those things in their character, and when you recognize it and you speak it, they recognize it. Wait, that was courageous. That I went in the basement by myself in the dark that that means I'm brave all right and they begin to they begin to have their identity formed by the things that God has put in them and you speak into that even when they're in a season of struggle you speak into it yeah you're struggling but you have the work ethic that's going to that's going to get that grade up to passing and you have the work ethic that's going to achieve those dreams that, you know, that maybe your siblings think are irrational. But you have it. You can do it. Next verse I want to read is in James chapter 4, verse number 14. James was the brother of Jesus. And um, what we're beginning to see here is that there's a value in time. And James Rett wrote, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Masterpiece parents value time. You're gonna make time and then you're gonna value time. You're gonna understand how valuable those 10 minutes are and you're gonna work hard to protect him. You're gonna, you're gonna value how um, how much more important your family is than, than other things that can ask you to cheat against your family than other things that can look so promising. When I started as lead pastor here at Restoration Church, I was already a staff member and already had a, a work portfolio I had and, and things that I was doing. And when I became lead pastor, I continued to do all of the aspects of my job that I was doing, and then became lead pastor as well. So one of the things that I was doing uh, seven years ago was uh, I was the graphic designer for the church. Uh, so I was creating all of those, all of the visual pieces for the website and for promotional material. And I was doing this even a year and a half later while I was still lead pastor. And I was sitting down with another pastor who was coaching me and trying to help me to... to um, I don't know, to get better. And um, and he, he, he questioned me this. He said, how much, how much are, do you get paid per hour? And then should you be paying a graphic designer that much per hour? And as I thought about that, like, wow, man, my time, I'm not being paid by the church to create promotional pieces. I'm being create, paid by the church to be um, – to be leading leaders and preaching the word and leading the church in the direction that God has called us to go, and so I was able at that point to begin to refocus and and I made changes and we handed it off to another staff member and then and 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 now I'm not involved in that at all. So what's happened? Well, you know, I just begin to realize and, and understand that my time. I was thinking it's not costing me anything to create these promotional pieces on my own, but it was actually costing the church a lot. We were overpaying for a graphic designer at that point. As a parent, what is your monetary value? Like, what are you worth per, per hour to your children? So one thing to ask and to think about this is how much would you have to pay another person to parent your child? Now, this is not the cost of a nanny, How much do you have to pay them to be their parent? Is it $100 an hour? Is it $1,000 an hour? You know what, if you ask your children, they don't want anybody else to be their parent. You couldn't pay another person enough money to be their parent. They want you. They wouldn't want you to outsource to the best parents in the world. They want you. And if you've ever seen a kid that absolutely was in love with a wretched parent, just an absolute loser of a parent, you just begin to see how valuable parents are to their children. They want you. And you can never pay someone enough to replace you. So what is the true value of your time? And then... What is the value and what is the cost of lost time? We look often at what we will gain, but we don't always look at what we will lose. and different times in our marriage, Michelle is offered to work, like we can see a bunch of bills coming, you know, maybe we had a bunch of bills, and so we have to we're gonna have to play catch up and um, and so different times, Michelle says, well, I can go to work. I can go to work at this store. I can go work here. And and so I'm like, if you want to work, you can. But let's begin to look, all right? So if you make $400 a month, uh, yeah, that's $400 for us, but what is it going to cost our family for you to take that part-time job? And it's going to, it'll bring us in $400, but it's going to cost our family a lot more than that. If you're Working outside of the home, it's gonna lower our quality of life. It's, you know, and, and so the, the kids aren't gonna see us together because we're we're swapping shifts. I come home from work and you leave, and we just pass the kids off in the driveway. And and so, I'm sure. I mean, right now she's um, she's in school and she's doing an internship program, and so we're kind of in that season right now. Um, but for so many years, it was, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let's just, let's just stay focused here because right now that amount of money is not worth it for the time gone. Now, if they're paying you a hundred bucks an hour, then obviously let's talk. So um, (laughs) you, uh, so you're looking at the cost and And as you're thinking about your monetary value in those 10 minutes and what that that is worth to your kids and what your vacation time is worth to your kids and what those moments are worth to your kids, we begin to look at, at being shoulder to shoulder with our kids and we add up all those times. But sitting on the sidelines at their game is not time with your kid. Now, it means a lot to them and it's important to them, but you can't count that as 10 minutes with them sitting in the audience, watching them in a play. They value that. They love that. But that's not time with you. So think through. And you can begin to beat yourself up right now and think about how much time you've wasted and how much time you've lost. But I want you to instead begin to think about about just this week and about next week and about next month. How you're going to use that time and not waste that time. I want to read you another verse, Colossians Chapter four and verse number five. And I'm gonna read this out of the Berean Study Bible, so it'll read a little bit differently than your than your Bible that you have before you. So first thing that we talked about, just so we remember, masterpiece parents make time, masterpiece parents value time. And now we'll read this scripture. It says, act wisely toward outsiders, redeeming the time. And he's talking about um, well, I guess let me talk to you about this. What does redeeming the time mean? It means uh, like buying up the time, buying back the time. And so if you know what your monetary, what your time is worth monetarily to your kids, you begin to take those moments and buy them back so they're not wasted. Those moments just scrolling on your phone, you redeem that, you buy that back and say, I'm not going to waste my time. And so, you, you know, when you come home, you put the phone on the counter and you don't touch it till the kids go to bed or whatever process you use. Or at the dinner table, no one brings their phone with them. Or maybe instead of eating dinner around the TV, you eat dinner around the table. And you're going to buy back that time. You're going to redeem that time. If you were to go back in history, you know, knowing what things are worth now, you can think, man, I wish I could go back in history and, invite, and invest a $100 into Apple stocks or $100 into um, even into Microsoft or into Ford or um, uh, into Coca-Cola. And you think like, man, that hundred bucks, how much would that be worth now? You need to think of your little kids and, and your kids as, as stocks. You invest in them right now. And then there's going to be really that relationship is going to be worth so much more in the future as you have a relationship with your adult child and you have a relationship with your grandchildren it's just it's multiplied exponentially so we redeem the time and one way to help you think about that is take a minute and turn it into a moment so you're not just wasting time or 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 or, or wasting days but if you come home and you think all right I've got i've got 10 minutes you know i've got 30 minutes before they go to bed if you come home late what can you do with that 30 moments uh, that 30 minutes to make it a moment to make it a memory and it doesn't take a lot last sunday after church we we went out to eat and i was asking my kids um hey what'd you learn at church today and they were distracted by you know by their coloring mats and i said the first person who answers me i'll give you a prize and so for the, so the oldest, my oldest son, p- piped up and he said, "Yeah, here's what we learned." And he said, "What's my prize?" And I said, "I'm gonna wrestle you when we get home, just you and me, no other little brothers." And his eyes got so big. He's like, "All right." <laughs> and because uh, he's so big, like he's always hurting his brothers and making them cry. So it's like just like him and me, he can go full force. And honestly, I can go full force too. I mean, it's not. He he's he was in for a rude awakening. <laughs> but it's taking um taking a minute and turning it into a moment. So 5 minutes of wrestling one on one. I mean that was the highlight of his entire week. And sometimes when I come home from work, that's the first thing out of the, out of all of their mouths. Dad, can we wrestle? And I'm like, you know, yeah. And uh I mean it's pretty brutal honestly because I'll be wrestling one and they're jumping off the bed onto my kidneys and um A couple of them are real brutal. Like, they put fingers in my eyes and and put dirty socks in my mouth. Uh, So, I mean, it is, honestly, like, I'm not exaggerating. These guys are the most dirty, (laughs) dirty wrestlers. But you... You're redeeming the time. So, all right, we've got a few minutes. What's going to happen? It's not about money. It's not about spending money. And it's not about I'm going to do this huge vacation to make up for all the time lost. Just what, what today? What today? What can you do to turn it into a moment? And even little things like you're going to go home and you're going to watch the, the Bruins playoff game. What can you do to make that into a moment? Family movie night. You know, you're gonna sit down and watch a movie on Netflix together. What can you do to make it into a moment? And that could be you make popcorn and then you throw M&Ms on the top, and they're like, "You put M&Ms in the popcorn." And it just what are the little things you can do to um, to wow them? And so, in the same idea, it says act widely, act wisely toward outsiders. You know. What uh, what Paul's writing about here is is talking about our relationship with unbelievers. And you know, not every one of my kids, not every one of my children has made the decision to follow Jesus yet. Not one of them's four years old, so he's got some time. But they haven't all made that decision yet. And so they are outsiders right now. They haven't yet made a decision in their life, I'm going to follow Jesus with my life. I believe in Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. I've asked him to forgive my sins. And maybe not every one of your kids is yet. They may be older. They may be teenagers, but they haven't yet made that decision. You've got to realize this. You are the example to them. So how do you act around them? When uh, when we were out to Eat. Um, there was a guy from church there, and so we got to see him. And he he told me when I saw him at church the next day, he was he came in during the week to volunteer, and he said um, the waitress who served your family, she really liked you guys. And I'm like, oh, that's so kind. That's good. And I and I thought like I figured she would talk to you about us because you were talking to us. So in my head, I'm like, so I tipped accordingly. So it, it, you know, like you know, be wise toward unbelievers. And so she liked us and I said, oh, that's good. And he said, yeah, it is good. Because she served a, a Christian fundraiser a couple days ago before you guys, and they were really rude. So yeah, it was good that you came. And what he was, and and so what happened is she had an example of Christianity and they were rude to her. But then a couple days later, God was faithful. And I said to him, like, My man, I'm glad God directed us to that restaurant. Like, I thought it was coincidence. I thought it was making my kids happy. But God wanted an interaction with that waitress a couple days later to just negate the experience that she had. Well, you're the example of Jesus to your unbelieving spouse, to your unbelieving kids, no matter how old they are. So you're going to act wisely around them. You're gonna act with grace around them. You're gonna act with the fruit of the Holy Spirit around them. And in those times when we fail, like we said last week, then you're going to be repentant toward them. You're gonna confess your sin and ask for their forgiveness. Now, as we kind of get in the end of this, it is, I always think important to learn from the mistakes of others there's a famous missionary, and you may have heard him before, a missionary is someone who travels to another culture, to another part of the world to tell people about Jesus. So there's a famous missionary by the name of David Livingston. And he had uh, he had gone to Africa and was traveling into parts of Africa that at that point of, of history were unmapped to the, to the British colonies. And he was just absolutely aware of... Uh, how hideous the slave trade was and he was trying to do everything he could to, uh, to bring an end to the slave trade and doing everything he can to bring the gospel to those people. And at the end of his life he wrote this in his memoirs. He said, I often ponder over my missionary career. Not a pang of regret arises in view of my conduct except that I did not feel it to be my duty to devote a special portion of my time to play with my children. But generally I was so much exhausted with the mental and manual labor of the day that in the evening there was no fun left in me. I did not play with my little ones while I had them and they soon sprung up in my absences and left me conscious that I had none to play with. So here's the guy who's known in history, who did great exploits for God, made great advances in the kingdom, uh, 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 in the kingdom of God, and against the kingdoms of darkness. And he says, "You know, I've got no regrets, except that I didn't spend enough time playing with my kids." We talked at the beginning of the message about Picasso and how he created over 50,000 works of art in his lifetime. And for you as a parent, if you'll take 10 minutes a day, seven days a week, you'll have invested 65,520 minutes into your child before they turn 18 that's a masterpiece and you, you you don't know the names of all of Picasso's work pieces I mean you maybe you, most of us probably we know him but we couldn't even name one of his art pieces but he invested he invested in your kids if you just invest that that 10 minutes that 10 minutes that 10 minutes. They may not be able to point to those big things, but they'll, they'll know your name. They'll know what you did for them. They'll know they were part of something special. They were part of a masterpiece. If you close your eyes, I want to take a moment and pray for you. If you've never made a decision to give your life to Jesus, we invite you to do that right now. You just ask him. You just say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you to be my Lord and my Savior. And I ask you to forgive me for the wrong things that I've done. I ask you to save me. I make a decision today to follow you. If you pray that prayer I want you to, to tell me about it. And uh, at the end of the service, on that connection card, you can just check the box, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And we want to celebrate that with you. We love that you've made a decision to do that. But I want to pray for some families here. And you could be a parent, and maybe you're even a grandparent, and, and you've, you've made mistakes. You have sinned. You, maybe you don't even have a relationship anymore I want to pray for you maybe you're a parent to be I'm going to pray for you no matter where you are God wants to empower you, He wants to help you to either bring reconciliation and restoration in relationships or just to help you to today just begin to live how He's called you to live Jesus We know um, the great responsibility you've given us as parents. We're not just to, um, you know, to house our children, but we're to disciple them, to help them to learn about you and help them to follow you. We know that we're the greatest influence in their life. And we also know after this morning that it doesn't take much if we can just invest 10 minutes a day with each kid, if we can just be deliberate about turning minutes into moments, God, our relationship with them is gonna be impactful. Our relationship with our, with our children is gonna be strong. And God, for people here who are just feeling like, you know what, I blew it. God, I, if they've sinned, I pray they confess that to you and allow you to change them and allow you to forgive them and then I just pray, God, they'd just be deliberate. With adult children, with teenagers, gone. even if they've got grandkids, they'd just be deliberate, God, about mending those relationships, about being repentant and working toward reconciliation. For the parents-to-be, there's going to be all kinds of things in the future to distract them. But I pray, God, they'd see parenting as as a huge opportunity and a huge gift that you've given them and as they follow you and give their life to you god they would lead their kids and spend time with their kids and and redeem the time with their kids lord and they would be the number one influencer in their lot in their children and their grandchildren's lives and we pray this in jesus name Amen. As you sit in your seat, uh, the band's going to sing for just a minute and invite you everywhere you are to take this moment and, and talk to God about what's going on. If you're doing well, to thank Him for that and, and just, to, just to pray protection over your family that, uh, that you'll maintain the course that you're on. And if you're way off, From what God's called you to, to talk to him about that and say, just pray against the enemy who's trying to destroy your family, to pray against maybe your own selfishness that's working against your family, and just talk to God in this moment, and allow him to do something in you. So if you're here today and you said, you know, man, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to be a part of that, this is your opportunity in the service to respond to that. Um, You can fill out that connection card, check off that box, and throw it in the plate as it goes by. So that's all we got for this week. Thank you guys for joining us here at Restoration, and we'll see you next week.